are you scallywags are now tuned in to another episode of the ECU Pirate Podcast. Introducing your hosts, Scott and John. Welcome, Pirate Nation, to the ECU Pirate Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Walker. Join me as always, John Tart. What's up, man? Oh, it must be the weather. No, it's not the weather. Humidity? Uh, it's a little. The water level. Water level is up. Yes, it is water up. level is up. Hopefully 100% it's going down in places, though. Going down around here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Starting to get back to normal. People can drive now. Hey. Without having to use a boat. <laughs> they can actually drive their cars. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys. I uh, hope everybody's doing well after the hurricane. I want to thank all our new followers on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, ECU Pirate Podcast, except on Twitter, that's Pirate Podcast. Uh, if you haven't done so, please go and like us right now or subscribe to our podcast. You're uh, on the uh, podcast app on your iPhone. Google Play Podcast app on uh, your iPhone. should be on there automatically. I think yeah. it's on the iPhones automatically. Yeah, it's right on the iPhone. Yeah, because they knew we were that good. They're like, look, people are going to try and delete it, but we need to keep it up here because Scott and John are that good. That's right. <laughs> we're going to need belief in them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, Ryan Sloan and Regan out in uh, California. Ryan works for Google and uh, he has upgraded our mic and sound system. So if we sound amazing, he and his girlfriend Regan are the reasons why. Uh, you forgot one very important thing about Ryan and uh, Regan. What is that? Uh, they're pirate alum. They are. That is pirate correct. Alum. Yeah, pirate alum. Pirates. They're on the West Coast, the best coast, as they say. But uh, I mean, hey, it's hard. Right, you know. But still, uh, Pirate Nation. Helping Regardless, pirates, helping pirates. Pirates helping pirates, a thing of beauty. We should get that hashtag going. We we need to, um, and we're going to need some help. After this past Saturday, we went down to South Florida, and we lost twenty to thirteen. It was uh, not as we predicted. No, no. Uh, so, if we give you good advice on betting the spread, listen to us. Take that. Yeah. Final score. Way go the opposite. Yeah, don't even. Over under is not our game. <laughs> yeah, go not our game. the opposite. Spread we're good with. We, we, we could tell you that, but yeah. uh, total points over under or what psh, that opposite final way. Score might be. No, just don't even listen. Bet the house the other way. Exactly. Just <laughs> take your earbuds out at that time and give your ears a cleaning, and then put them back in and listen to the rest of the podcast. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, don't just ignore us on that one. Um, well, let's let's dive right into it, man. Let's break it down. Reed Herring went 21 for 48, 253 yards, uh, had a one interception. What would you think about Reed, man? Well, you know, I think he's a good game manager, and in this game he kind of did that till the very end of it. Um, that's where that interception came in, obviously, is that the last drive, you know. Yeah. Um, he had an okay day. It's not his best day, not his worst day. Winter reception is not bad. Twenty-one for forty-eight. You're right at fifty, close to fifty percent. Just not great. Um. Well, word on the uh, word on the street is that he's we. You you can see it when you watch the game. It's like he went for a run, and I guess maybe he planted his foot wrong. It was the lower extremity. I don't know if his foot or his leg kind of got injured, and he couldn't push off. That's why he wasn't able to get a lot of oomph on the ball. Um, but man, you know, and it's his third game. He just didn't seem impressive, and he kind of made some bad decisions throughout the game. 
there for a little bit, you can see where he kind of kept forcing the ball, trying to get it to uh, Trayvon Brown. Yeah, he kept telling us that, you know, got to get it to Trayvon Brown, got to get it to Trayvon Brown. But when you're forcing it to Trayvon Brown, there's a difference. Yeah, there, there's a there's a thin line, and I think he tried to overcorrect that one. Holt Naylor's, he only threw uh, two passes, three yards. But speaking of Holt Naylor's, he was pretty busy in the run game. He was. He the leader rusher, 12 carries, 48 yards, um, had a touchdown. Hey, uh, again, when we tell you final score predictions, ignore us. But when we tell you what's going to happen the first drive where I said we were going to march it down the field and score a touchdown. Listen to us. That's exactly what happened. But Holt Naylor's put him in for that touchdown there. Hussein Howe had seven carries, 40 yards. Anthony Scott, 11 carries, 39. Darius Penix had 12 and 30. Quick math tells me, let's see if I can carry the one. 156 yards total. Hey, man. It's, it's, I, wow. Pretty good. Wow. Pretty good. You should go be a part of the fair. And guess the weight. You know, they used to, they didn't really call me Rain Man, but it was uh, Mist Man somewhere in there. Mist Man. It wasn't quite as good as Rain Man, yeah. but yeah. Know, just Misty. So. Um, Russian attack. I don't know what it says when Holt Naylor's is your leading rusher, your your other quarterback. Um, I'm kind of torn how I feel about it, man. How about you? I'm in the same boat. I'm glad you said that because <laughs> – on one hand, they listened to us when we said, put Holt Naylor's there in the Wildcat and keep running it because it works. But then you get 12 carries from your quarterback, the most of anybody. I mean, he's tied for 12. Some other guy had 12. Oh, yeah. Well, Darius well. had 12. Yeah. Anthony had 11. Hussein had 7. So, I mean, it's a balanced rushing attack. But but you only got 48 yards and you're the leading guy. Yeah. Um, I would have – and Monday, Monday morning – well, Wednesday night quarterback and by the time you hear this this will be Thursday morning yeah. quarterbacking I'd have loved to seen him throw the ball around some now we know he's got the arm strength we know he can and I'm not trying to go crazy with him but you know what out of uh, he was in there 14 plays 12 rushes two are passes you know and, and he's capable of throwing it so I'd love to see that just to maybe keep the defense honest when he's in there a little bit more yeah you recruit him as a quarterback play him as a quarterback kind of deal wow. you know i mean he can balance it out as far as the run game with the wildcat and all that but if there's no threat to throw the ball yeah. in the wildcat then you know i don't know it just like you say we're kind of on the fence i guess both of us with that whole i really like it, it i really out. like it but there are some 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 things I, i'd like to see do better we'll look at uh usf on the other side then since we get about ecu stats usf uh south florida 12 for 20 181 yards in the air, one touchdown, no interceptions. So not great passing yardage, uh, 181 yards is all. Only um, completed 12 passes the whole entire game. Defense. Man, our defense, Blackwell's Blackwater defense. Trademark. Wow. I mean, they, they are getting better each and every week. There's no doubt about it. 15 carries for 129 yards for USF. So, I or, mean, they, and, and look, <laughs> I'm going to say this all night probably. Before one one carry, it was 14 carries for 89 yards, right? And then no, my bad. 14 carries for 49 yards. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. 14 carries, 49 yards. And then the big one hit. Then the big one. But man, I mean, up until that point, you couldn't have asked for the defense to play a better game. That's true. And, and even 20 points, only giving up 20, defense did their job. Yeah, they did. The defense held it up. But uh, on the other play. side of it, yeah, that that one. And it seems to be that way. You know, we talked about, I think it was the first game, those plays A&T, against A&T. Man, it was it's, it's random similar. plays. It was like three or four random plays that 
you got to get it together. But I mean, we're four plays from being three and a four or five plays from being three and a. You look at it. I mean, really, you're you're right. It's just <laughs> it's four or five plays, yeah, from being uh, from being undefeated going into the uh, the conference. And um, but I tell you, you know, we were wrong about the running game. We thought it. Was, I thought I thought Anthony Scott was going to have a day. I thought it was going to be him. Yeah. As the way we talked about USF and how they can't really stop the run. They tried, but they did it in this weird, weird wildcat way. Um, like I said earlier, we were talking about Reed Herring, too, and what happened with him. I think he was decent up until, like, that fourth quarter when USF really started bringing pr- uh, pressure and heat on him. You could tell he was just – he was almost a deer in headlights in a way, and it was tough watching it because you could, you could tell that they were going to bring it every time, but they didn't really change the offense up. There weren't any quick little screens or anything to evade that rush that's coming up. Um and we said, we said last week, be careful in the fourth quarter with USF. They scored 18 against Illinois in the fourth quarter, came back, scored seven, scored a touchdown in the fourth quarter here, and won the game. I mean, that was the difference. Literally seven points in the fourth quarter um, was the difference. Well, we both said, uh, you, you said fourth quarter, and I said be careful of that big play. That, that's, that's our Achilles heel. Now, listen. We're at least good enough to have an Achilles heel. Last year, it was our whole leg. You, we, we couldn't even have an Achilles heel. So, <laughs> improvement, my, you know, it comes in increments. So, we're, we're lucky right now to be getting better. But, man, that big play, if we can limit that thing, we we are sitting a lot prettier. Probably 3-0. So, we were right about a few things, wrong about a few things. But I'll tell you one thing we said needed to happen, and it finally did. We finally got a turnover. <laughs> All that time we talked about it was only one, just recovered a fumble, so it wasn't like it was, you know, a pick six or taking it back for a touchdown. Uh, but finally, finally got that turnover that the Pirates have been looking for the whole year. Um, yeah, man, and I'm going to switch gears on you for a, a second. When going back to our offense, you know, it's like we could drive the ball. You look at uh, the game stats. What do we have? What was our passing yards again? Uh, for the – our Most passing. recent game, yeah, 253, 256 yards when you t- uh, to 181. I mean, we were all over them. Total yards, yeah, time, time of possession. possession. Plays uh, ran. Again, uh, similar to A&T, we won everything but the score. Um, you know, the crazy thing about it was uh, Scotty Seat 2 Hottie Mo. Um, he said, you like that, don't you? That was new. I've been working <laughs> on that all week. Laugh. Yeah, I've been working all week on that hey, right man. there. I can tell you practiced in the mirror and it paid hard. off. Yeah, that's really. <laughs> you nailed it. If y'all were watching at home uh, on the webcam view, you saw me beforehand practicing up on that one. Uh, yeah, I mean, he said it's weird because they doubled up almost how many plays USF ran. But he said that they wanted to have that weird game plan of slowing USF down and controlling the ball and just running out the clock. He said they wanted to play as slow as they possibly could, control the ball, hold the ball, they did it. I mean, they did exactly what they wanted to, but again. Well, we got a score. It's like we kind of drive the ball to a, I don't know, man. We're driving to about the 35-yard 35 35-yard 35 line. It's like we were punting. Um, man, in, in that position, I, I think I'd rather either see you go for it or, and this is going to sound crazy, but kick a field goal. Let's see what he's got. Yeah. Uh, Jake, uh, I, I got Jake Verify. I'm hoping I said his last name right, man. Uh, Apologies to Jake. He's got beautiful hair, though. I told him. <laughs> Jake, if your last name isn't verified, please verify your last name for verify me. Verify it. I'll see you on, like, Tuesday. But, man, we watched him do uh, kickoffs. Man, he boots that thing 
through the goalpost on kickoffs. I think he's got a leg. Yeah, it's it, worth it, a shot. If we're going to come right there, well, we might as well kick it. And and listen, for people saying that's a long yard, I, I get it, man. It really is. But what happens if we're down two with two seconds left and we're on the 35? We're going to throw a Hail Mary or we're going to try and kick a field goal? Field goal. And wouldn't you like your kicker to have some experience kicking it longer during that right, game? Exactly. or in the season to know that he can do that. You got to give the guy a chance uh, for sure. And I, I, that's a lot of – you kind of reminded me of a part, something I want to talk about there towards the end of the game, the clock management and game management, which is really odd to me how they didn't take the timeouts. You know, it got down to like two minutes, and then they waited and waited. Then finally after first down, you know, they, they got a little bit of distance. It was just a weird last like two or three minutes of that game for me for a uh, from not only just the coaching perspective, but just how the players reacted and everything. It was, I don't know, it was one of those oddities. Well, um, we don't have a lot of close games experience from last year, so it's probably a learning experience for everybody. But, I mean, that is one of those things, man, um, especially if you're planning on slowing it down, slowing the pace, holding the ball. You got to nail the time management. You got to nail um, – like I said, clock management, we just said that. But, that, but, but you got to nail it. There's no other way to say it, no other thing to say, but you have to nail clock management if you plan on playing a close game. And the defense did its part. I mean, defense they, they held part. them in it. That's all you want from your defense. Just 20 keep points. Your, keep your offense in it. Give your offense a chance. Give hey, them a if you could tell me that they'd have scored 20 points, I'd have had us winning by 14. I said yeah, we're going to score 31. It's there, but, I mean, the defense had six sacks. You know, they had a, a recovered fumble. Oh, Our guy, Nate Harvey, friend of the program. Friend of the program. Uh, he had another sack. He's up to like six or seven on the year now. I mean, they the defense did had, their part. He had another sack. Yeah. Another one. Another one. Shout out DJ Callen. Another friend of the program. Friend of the program. Another one. <laughs> it's pretty impressive. So, like you say, it was just – it was an odd kind of thing. Um, what are your overall takeaways, I guess, if we want to sum it up a little bit oh. from the USF game? What was – Give me Scotty's name again. Scotty, seat too hotty. <laughs> Man, and it seems like it's going to be a reoccurring theme after a, a tough loss. We're going to have to talk about his job status. Man, let, let's, we kind of covered it. Another one where we won everything but the score. So, guys, Pirate Nation, we got to be patient, man. You can see that they're starting to build something. Offensive coordinator Peterson, he's working with them. Still one of the best at drawing up a first drive, first series. Line coach, they're getting better. The receivers, I mean, man, we got five, six pretty solid receivers. And they're deep. The, the receivers deep. are deep. I mean, the, they, the offense is getting better. You can see that. The defense, oh, my God. I don't know if we held anybody to 35 last year, much less 20. I was actually about to say that. Compared to last year, if you look at the team and how it's progressing, Last year, there was games they weren't even in it. They weren't even close. No, and then this year, there was many games. Many games. There, many there games. were only like four games we yeah. went, not three games and we went. Every game this year, they either won or been in it in the last minute and tried to win it. We're in it. So, so that's a huge difference from last year, just being, well, we weren't even competitive to we're that close. Yeah. Imagine what next year is like. If, well, you know, I success mean, doesn't happen overnight. Or even next week that's could what, be. You success know? doesn't happen overnight. You don't go from. Three and what? Three and six? Three and seven? Right, yeah. Whatever it was, three and however many losses to ten and zero. <laughs> you yeah. know, you got to build on it. You got to suffer some heartache, some tough losses. You got to go through that type of adversity 
to get better. And right now we're in that process. That uh, process there. I think you and I both agree that the, the defense has been tremendous. Oh this my year. gosh, the change because USF was averaging 522 yards per game. ECU held them to 296 in this game. Almost split their points in hey, half of what they normally get. We held them to 296 and take away one play. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's it, way, way less than that. You know, it, 216. 200 yards. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, the defense exactly. did awesome. So, defense, keep doing what you're doing. If you guys are listening in, do your thing. That Blackwater, Blackwell's Blackwater defense. Trademark. Is, uh, is doing his thing. <laughs> Offense it, just got Offense, to, uh, man. Uh, just – Small changes. The small changes, it's right there at it. We can see it's happening. Uh, you just got to keep pushing, man. I, and they got to figure out the running game. Yeah. They got to my, – my, What you do with the running game. Man, I I think Hussein Howe looks great. I think he looks great. Um, And the guys listen to him. In the locker man, room, on the field, he is very – he's a loud guy. I, I'm very impressed with Hussein Howe. But uh, – Honestly, I think they need to run him a lot more. Penix, too. Penix is a goal line kind of guy. Like, he's he's a sturdy oh, guy. I, I feel like once you get in the goal line, I don't know if I've said it before or not, uh, but Holt Naylor's and Darius Penix, I think that's, that's your one-two. Yep. Your one-two punch there. The, man, um, but for my final takeaway, guys, it's just that was a tough loss. You know the boys are reeling from it. They're hurting. They're trying to bounce back and get better. But we just got to be patient. We got to support them because we're right there on the cusp. And USF is a really we're, good and team. And they're a good team, man. We're on the cusp. We're, we're almost there. We we just got to we got to get there, and we're just so close. We're so we're, we're like what five plays from three and zero. ECU wow. played some really tough teams, and I'll say I'll say that with the UNC win, you know, still an ACC team. Yeah. It's still a good team. Who they beat last year? UNC beat um. Oh my God, my, my mind's blanking tonight. Who they beat Saturday? They just beat Pitt, another they, ACC yeah. team. So. It's not like, you know, they're winless or yeah. they can't win a game. They're obviously got what it takes to win games. Oh, so, yeah. A&T, they've won, what is it, 16 or 18? Oh, or man, so and they came in, in there confident. They came in there hungry, ready to prove that uh, everybody in Greenville was an idiot for not recruiting them. Then won the UNC game, played well in it, then lost this one close in a game oh, against a, a really good team. A heartbreaker. So, pattern, you know, lends We're itself. getting there. We're, yeah. there's, yeah. You can see the improvement. We just got to give it time. Give it time. Well, uh, speaking of time. Is it time? Is it that time? Yeah, let's take a break. All right. How about halftime? Halftime. All right, guys. It's halftime, so you know what we do during halftime. We rep our squad, right? We rep our squad. And who is our squad? U-B-E. You know what the U-B-E stands for? You better evaluate where you're shopping (laughs) and go to U-B-E. I really don't. (laughs) That, that that's what it stands that's for what now. It stands for. <laughs> that's what it stands for now. University you, Book Exchange. Nah, get nah, out of here. Nah, we're talking about you, you better evaluate where you be shopping <laughs> and shop somewhere else because the best place to shop in Greenville for anything, anything, anything is UBE University Book Exchange or nah or whatever. You better evaluate. You better evaluate. <laughs> uh, they got it all. They got T-shirts, jeans. I think they got jeans. They, they yeah. surely they have they, jeans. they have everything they have jeans they have Shorts, books, books posters coasters posters toasters toast I'm sure they have one with a pirate emblem on it I bet you go to wear a toaster with a pirate emblem on it guaranteed uh, yeah no doubt about it uh, shot glasses um, they have shirts uh, they got a specific type of shirt you know that uh, 
winning shirts. They have winning shirts. They also have a yellow polo shirt. Do you know about that? I've I've heard about this. Tell me more. All right. So if we're on Facebook, that's ECU Pirate Podcast. Go find our Facebook page. Like and follow us. And we're going to announce. We're going to give away a ECU yellow, or my bad, ECU gold. Gold. Pirate shirt. Polo. uh, I think it's an extra large. Extra large. So. some of you gentlemen. I'm going to go like it and try and win it. Yeah. I mean, it's very nice. It's, it's <laughs> very nice. Probably. We'll put pictures up of it this week. So, uh, like us. Also, you got to like UBE. That's part of the plan. You got to like UBE. You got to like UBE. Show us on that. Enter into it. We'll have it up on our Facebook. Tell you how. Uh, courtesy of UBE, our sponsor. Yeah. We love them. They do everything that we need, have everything that we need, and they can do it for you, too. That's right. What more could you want? You could. UBE has it all. That's right. If you're a pirate... Go support UB. Downtown Greenville. Right. Welcome back to the start of the second half. John, you feeling better? Man, I'm excited now. Uh, that pre-workout I took, kicking in. <laughs> and Your face looks red. Oh. It looks like you're jittery. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> Somebody give me some water. Gatorade. All right, man. Well, we were praising Blackwell's Blackwater defense earlier. They're going to have their hands full, aren't they? Yeah, it's uh, – well, it depends on which ODU shows up this ah, next weekend. There we go. Old Dominion, tell me about them. Oh, man. Well, they were 0-2, 0-3, and goodness gracious, put it on Virginia Tech 49-35 to last week. They uh, 13th ranked Virginia Tech. What's called the greatest upset in college football history. Wow. I believe UDU, or ODU, UDU. <laughs> Had a two percent yeah. chance to win the game beforehand. They were getting them two percent, and uh, yeah, they're calling it the greatest upset in college football history. In my best Herm Edwards voice, that's why you play the game. Play to win the game. <laughs> hey, hey, before we break down this game too much, I believe we have an interview from a, a freshman receiver, don't we? One of the crowd and fan favorites, Blake Prohl. Oh, man, and he has uh, he's really brought a lot to the table for us, spreading it around. But here on the ECU Pirate Podcast, our interview with Blake Prohl. John here with the ECU Pirate Podcast talking to Blake Prohl, wide receiver for ECU. Uh, Blake, what's the big difference for you this year compared to maybe last year in high school? Are you seeing any differences between the college level and last year? Um, yeah, so, uh, I mean, high school, you know, it's kind of funny, like I was talking with one of my teammates, you know, college, you see a hole, you hit it, and it closes fast. In high school, you know, you could just hit a hole, and it's not going to close as fast. You have a couple more seconds to hit it, and I feel like it was a lot more easier scoring stuff, so you got to play at a higher tempo and kind of push yourself to play faster. Week to week, are you seeing your relationship with Reed or whoever the quarterback may be, whether it's Holton, uh, developing and progressing? Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, all of them are progressing great. I think Reed right now, is the best one throwing the ball wise and having the best timing just from over the summer and stuff like that. But holding and then progress every day. Kingsley's getting better every single day as well. So, yeah, I've got a bunch of different guys that are catching the ball this year. He's spreading the ball around pretty well. Is that something that you're kind of looking forward to do as a team, or is it just what the defense may be giving you? 
Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, that's our offense, man. We have great receivers on the outside, great running backs, so we're able to spit it out to anybody, and we can all catch and run routes. So there's not one guy that can just do this and that. We can all do it all. So it's really part of our game plan. It doesn't matter what the defense does. A lot of good receivers come from ECU. Your family's full of some good ones as mm -hmm. well. Uh, what kind of drew you to ECU? What was one of the big things that said, yeah, I think this is the place for me? Um, definitely the atmosphere and just the history of the receiver position. You know, they call it wide receiver U because, you know, you got Justin Hardy, Zay Jones, and you got some great players who came out here from this position. So it was just something about just the town of Greenville as well. I feel like the whole Greenville community, like what the biggest thing here is, is fo ECU football. So I, that was just so big for me, the, the town itself too. Okay, we got a spot that we're calling the Blitz. We're going to ask you 11 questions. Okay. Don't think about it. Just come up with whatever you can okay. right off the top of your head. Okay, here we go. First question, dog or cat? Dog. All right, Pepsi or Coca-Cola? Pepsi. Nicki Minaj or Cardi B? Cardi B. Offense or defense? Offense. Sweet tea or unsweet tea? Sweet tea. Popeyes or Bojangles? Bojangles. Oh, that was quick. Basketball or baseball? Basketball. Halloween or Christmas? Christmas. Chicken or steak? Chicken. Jack Sparrow or Blackbeard, the pirate? Blackbeard. And the last one, purple or gold? Purple. Welcome back to the EC Pirate Podcast. That was our interview with Blake. Blake Prohole. I'm sorry, Blake. I like that Blitz segment, man. Yeah, that's new. I wanted to do that. Uh, do something a little different yeah. than what we've kind of been doing. So uh, Something fun, man. Something there. fun. I like it. Uh, and he was quick with Bojangles. He didn't waste any time no. with Popeyes or Bojangles. No, I so, can't blame him. But yeah, You know he's a North Carolina guy, true. Unless Popeyes are thinking about sponsors. In that case, Bojangles, yeah, get Bojangles, out of here. You're, you're terrible. Gotta go. Bo got to go. Bo got to go. But in the meantime. No, he, uh, I think he said a lot there whenever he talked about Reed Herring was the better thrower out of the three. Yeah. That kind of tells you where the team's sitting at as far as the offensive and defensive standpoints of kind of who who's getting him the ball and everything and how they're spreading it around but yeah that was interesting to me Man, he, he said he was the better thrower besides right last now. week Reed looks great throwing the ball I mean he, he he struggled last week and I don't know if it's that you know I, I'm on the on the street rumors that uh he was injured or not or he kind of was banged up some but that was the worst he's looked I mean he usually throws it around real good he still did alright job I mean yeah he, he, he wasn't the but that fourth that fourth quarter got him. Let's uh let's speaking of Blake Prohl and Reed Herod and all those guys, they got a game coming up this weekend. That's right. We're back to uh, ODU. Before we start talking about the stats, let's talk about what we're famous for in the line, the spread. Vegas, Viva uh, Las Vegas. They got <laughs> we're favored by seven. Interesting. Interesting. I agree with it. Now you can hear the the pause in my voice, guys. The last two games, I've came out on fire hot. This one, we should win by seven. However, I mean, that last game's got to put a little bit of, of the fear of God in you before you start getting too confident betting on this one. Man, me personally, I, I'd stay away. I'd stay away, but if I wasn't going to stay away, if I couldn't take it, I'd go over yeah, I'd, I'd probably take uh, take the line, ECU 7. We'll preview that a little bit later on, talk about what we think the score is going to be. But uh, Oh, and don't listen to that. Go so the saying, opposite way saying, on that one. You're saying go the opposite <laughs> way. <laughs> Whatever we say the final score, go the other way. 
Some uh, some stats from that game, ODU and uh, Virginia Tech. I watched a little bit of it. Uh, the quarterback for ODU, 30 for 49. He had 495 yards and four touchdowns, and he was a walk-on. He was the backup guy. They put him in, and did he have a day or what? Their leader running back had 20 carries for 130 yards. They had two wide receivers over 100 yards. One was like 188. He was way on up there. And the other one wasn't far behind, 146, 144. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, it was all systems go. Those guys, basically what they did was Virginia Tech's got some young guys, some new guys, and some smaller guys on the back side of their defense. Well, ODU's game plan was they're just going to run two of their tall guys. They got two good wide receivers on the outside. Two of them are about 6'3", the other one's about 6'9", and they just ran them down, and the quarterback just chunked it up and made them make plays, and it worked. It worked against Virginia Tech. Now, are they going to use that same game plan against ECU? Who knows? Who knows? Because ODU is one of those teams that every time they change their offense mm-hmm. to kind of cater the teams that they're playing against. Um, Virginia Tech, for instance, uh, they had a pretty good run of game, and ODU was still a four-touchdown underdog, and they still came up and won. So you can't say any given day, you know, like, oh, they're they're underdogs that bad. They're not going to win because they just pulled off the greatest upset. And That's why you play the game. Um, and look, man, I'm, I'm looking at the stats right now. So Travis Fulgham was the guy with nine receptions, 188 yards, and one touchdown. All right, his counterpart, Jonathan Duart, he had nine receptions, 142 yards, with three touchdowns. Let me just say that. So after that, so that's 18 total receptions. By the way, ODU has the hardest names on a roster of any school uh, in the entire world, pretty much. Oh, man, I, I'm a middle so, school PE teacher, so these names don't fool me, if, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm, better you, than nah, I am. Nah, you, looking at Aaron and uh, Oh, man, I've seen it all. You ain't getting me, ODU. Lamangelo and Arangelo. <laughs> I'm looking at it all up here on this, so, this roster. So those two guys combined for 18 receptions, and the rest of the roster had a total of 12. So we know who to guard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know who to cover. Um, so those big tall guys guard them. <laughs> the, the ones catching all the balls. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. I'm going to go ahead and make that my key to the game. The, <laughs> I'm going to go a step further. Let's try and score more points. Yeah, I, I think go. that'll help. Guaranteed to win that way. All right. Uh, but no, let's let's speak of the keys to the game. Now that we kind of covered what happened with them with Virginia Tech, just an anomaly. I mean, it was like all offense for both teams. Neither one of them has a great defense. It's more or less just who could outscore the other. ODU, they're a fairly new team. Um, they haven't been around too long as far as having a football squad. So they're vulnerable. I mean, they, they don't jump out at any position on paper in game videos. It's just like it was it was an anomaly that they beat Virginia Tech, honestly. So let's go ahead and preview, I guess, some keys to the game coming up for ECU versus. All right, well, you were just Old talking Dominion. about the, uh, the defense just a hair. And so I'm looking at it, man, and they had uh, four sacks and uh, two players combined to get all four of them. So that's O'Shane Zimes and Marcus Haynes. So our offensive line, we got to scheme ways to get a running back to come up and block. We got to make sure to keep them off of Reed Herring. If we can kind of keep them back, give them time to make reads, to go through his progressions, I think that's going to go a long way for us. Make your reads, Reed. Make your <laughs> And line, give them time is what we got. And that bass, oh my gosh. Yeah, I think oh. that's a that's the biggest thing. They got to get pressure off the quarterback for ECU. Put pressure on the quarterback 
for ODU because he's a small guy. I mean, it's not like he's Cam Newton no. out there tossing no. it around. I think if you can get to him early, he's you know a fairly new guy, doesn't have a lot of experience. Beat him up a little bit, kind of get in his head a little bit. Nate Harvey's got to come through. I got Bruce Bivens got to come through. Uh, on our defense, Devondre sure. Robinson got to come through. Those guys have got to get a lot of pressure on the quarterback to be able to be in this game. And the key got to limit those long plays, man. That's that was the, the killer. big plays. That's big plays. Achilles heel, like you said. Well, and and you know it's nerve wracking knowing that that's what they did so well against Virginia Tech was completing those big plays. And ECU last year, the defensive secondary wasn't the greatest in the world. They've made no, big strides this year. Now. Under Blackwell's Blackwater defense, got a lot better. But it's still not quite where obviously we want it to be, where the team wants it to be, obviously. But I think that's the big thing. Just you know, limit them, limit the long plays, and throw the ball. Throw the ball on those guys because they obviously got thrown on by Virginia Tech. And obviously, I think. The, the receivers ECU have probably a little better than some of those that Virginia Tech had. So I agree, and and we you know we got to spread it around. We have a lot of different options. We got Trayvon Brown. You know, if you want a touchdown, give it to Brown, but don't force it to Brown. Don't force it. Don't force it. Blake Pro. I mean, we we talked to him earlier. I mean, he's Carrier. got yeah. Blake's got just as many catches as DeAndre. They both have seventeen catches. DeAndre Ferrier. Taj Deans. Oh man, they're all players. Terrell Green. He's got thirteen as well. Uh, we we got a lot of players on the roster, a lot of receivers that can make things happen. So I think we got to trust them, get it out, and we got to we got to get a let's quote Vince McMahon, another ECU alum. Somebody's got to grab the the brass ring for us on the running game. We yeah, got to have somebody step up and grab that brass ring. And you know Anthony Scotts wants to. I think Hussein Howe can do Howell, it too. Yeah. I, yep. I, he's a player, so. Anthony kind of let me down last week. I put him in a crow's nest, and he didn't show up for me. But sorry. But along that same line, same line of thought, uh, that weird, you know, wildcat thing, maybe step it down a little bit. You could probably still run it seven or eight times during the game. Twelve from your quarterback, I don't know. Maybe, maybe throw it those rest of the time. Ah, man, I, you know, I'd, mix it up. I'd like to see him. And it, it would be different if he couldn't throw. But – I mean, he's a local kid, D.H. Conley, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, he's right I've heard road. tales. But I never got to see him out there, but I've heard tales of him throwing it all over and, and lighting him up. So we know he's got the arm strength and the capability to do it. So Maybe it'll come. Maybe this will be the game that they break that out of the playbook. And Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they say, man, John and Scott were right. We need to do that. Again, but they were still off on that final score. Yeah, they probably won't. Yeah, we, we're going to be way off on that, guys, especially yeah. me. I'm I'm already feeling it. Well, let's go ahead and make some predictions then. Let's uh, Before we predict what we're going to think about the game outcome, uh, let's pick some of my favorite parts of the, the show here is picking who's going to be in the crow's nest and who will make ODU walk the plank. All right, crow's nest. Now, guys, we worked together to pick these, and there's a lot of thought and uh, brainstorming sessions. We, we really take it serious. Crow's nest. Well, John, you tell them who's on the crow's nest this time. We think that ODU is easy to throw on. We think that this guy has got to make a little bit of a comeback, be the old guy that we know him to be from two games ago. We're putting Reed Herring on our crow's nest this week. That's right, Reed. We're putting you up there, buddy. This is all you this week against ODU. And, I, I man, I'm expecting him to have a big bounce-back game. Guys, he's – He's young. He's new. It's his third game last week, his fourth game. 
I, I think he's going to go through this adversity, handle it well, and step up and have a game. Now we switch over to the uh, defensive side of the ball. Since we got our crow's nest guy who's in the lookout, we're going to see who's going to make ODU walk the plank. And, Scott, you can uh, Man, let you, you got, feel you this got, one. You got to give me, better, give me a better introduction to that one. Who's going to make ODU walk the plank this week, Scott? <laughs> Woo! I love it. All right, man. This guy right here, he has been a player for us. Ah, man. You've had your eye on this guy. I have. I have. I flirted with him a few times, making him uh, the player. I haven't flirted with him. You're in the DMs? <laughs> Slid man, in the DMs? Shh, don't, don't, don't tell everybody. But this guy, Devondre Robinson, he's a sophomore for us. I mean, he's from Holly Hill, South Carolina. Man, he's a player. I think he had five tackles last week. He had 14 the week before. He was all over the place. He's Yeah, man, he's all over the place. And they're going to pass the ball, so he's going to have plenty of opportunities to do something with him, man. I, I really like this kid, and I think he's going to step up and have a big game for us. Yeah, you wanted to put him up there last week. Uh, probably should have because he had a good game. I, I should have. Uh, but we're going with it this week. We're rolling with Devondre. Devondre, you're going to be the guy this week on defense. It's going to make ODU walk the plank. <laughs> Crash into the sea. Pirates, favorite letter, by the way. If you ain't heard about that, listen to last week. Oh, man. Quality should be a lot better this week, but listen to last week. She'll get some good jokes. In that's it. right. That's right. You'll, you'll at least have a good laugh out of it. So what kind of predictions you got as far as the game? All right, man. Here we go. ODU just played their Super Bowl last week. I'll see where you're going. They played the game of their life. Um, everything that could go right for them went right. They beat Virginia Tech, 13th ranked. I'm sure they went out and celebrated, enjoyed themselves. So they're at the top of the mountain, the highest of highs. I think they come crashing down. I think it's an emotional letdown game for them. I think they come to ECU, come to Dowdy Ficklin. I think our fans, we're in it. We're going strong. I got us winning. And, yeah, we're going to cover the spread here. I got it at 28-17. Blackwell's Blackwater defense is going to hold them to 17. Pretty impressive. And you may have stolen my uh, projected point total for so for guys, you. Go, go way over, I guess. Yeah. Then. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just don't listen if we were on the same page, go off of our page. But I'm right there with you. I, I think it's going to be a, a letdown week for ODU. And I think the guys at ECU want to – they want to change it. I mean, obviously, they, they're that close. You know this leaves a bad taste in their mouth. And if the pattern says anything, lose the first one, win the second one, lose the third one, <laughs> win, the, win the fourth one. So, I'm going high on the score. I'm going, uh, I'm going, I'm going to say 36. Oh, wow. 36 to 17. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there you with you on 17. You're sticking 17. Yeah, I'm sticking with 17. Oh, wow. But I'm going 36 when we see you. I think Reed Heron and the Rod receivers, man, I just – I. For some reason this week, I feel like they can just They're going to go for it. I, yeah. I, I, I'm with you. I agree. Now, don't ask me how you get to 36 points because I don't know. But that was just the number I threw out there. So. <laughs> Maybe a safety involved somewhere. So I think the match is six touchdowns, no extra points. No. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Sounds great. Or five and six. Somehow, my math isn't quite as good as it was for that first one there. But <laughs> So that's who we got in our crow's nest this week, Reed Herring, and we've got Devondre Robinson making Old Dominion walk the flank for this game. You got our predictions for this game. I'll tell you what we'd love for you to do is to find us on social media. Don't forget this week 
this week we're giving away stuff. All kinds of stuff. We might give away more than just a T-shirt. We we might we might we got stuff from UBE. Shout out to UBE. So we we need to give it away. Tell your friends and family, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, tell them tell them what all the things are, Scott. All right, man. Go uh, go find us on Twitter. That is Pirate Podcast, and on Facebook and Instagram, we are at ECU Pirate Podcast. Be sure to go like us, follow us, um, and help us, man. Start with us. We're building this thing from the ground on up. Um, be part of that now. Be part of that pirate movement for us. Pirates helping pirates. It's a beautiful thing, y'all. Get that hashtag trending on Twitter. 3.30 Saturday. It's supposed to be 80 degrees. Beautiful sunny at Dowdy Pickering State. All right. All right. You got any pirate jokes for us? I'm all out. I tried to look something up on the internet right then, and they all sucked. That's pretty bad. So should we go with the lame joke, or do we close it with No, yeah, one? let's go with the lame. Is this All a right. new thing now? We're ending. Two right, man, I, I love Could it. Be good. We might run out of jokes eventually. <laughs> you got any good jokes? Send them to us on Twitter. Yeah, please, <laughs> please help us Instagram. out. Instagram. <laughs> send us your best. Hey, you might. And we'll win shout something. you out. We'll shout you out. You, you might win something if you send. If we use your joke, I'll tell you what, Scott. Let's do this. If we use your joke on the podcast, congratulations, you're winning something from UBU. That's right. Every time. Every time. So we got how many games? Nine. Yeah. Lord, how so, do I not know how many uh, games there are? I've only been watching right. the ECU football since I was like six. I didn't six. want to say anything. But you're good. Yeah. But, um, hey, we got that many weeks to use your joke for the football season. Pirate jokes. Let us have them. Because I promise you, it's going to be better than this one right here. All right, John. What is a pirate's favorite snack? Pirate's favorite snack. What is a pirate's favorite snack, Scott? Uh, marshmallow. Pretty impressive. Terrible. Pretty good. No, that's pretty good. You pretty like good. that one? Yeah. yeah. All right, man. <laughs> I, hey, it would be in contention for winning free swag. Hey, right, well, ABU. that's right. That's right. Uh, until then, paint a purple pirate nation. Peace out. Mm-hmm.